Christmas. What's for dinner? Remember that your Aunt Sarah likes everything to be clean and perfect. I just thought you guys might like a break from macaroni and cheese. Good hot dogs. You were wrong. Let's play right together with you. What's creme brulee? I just wanted Christmas to be like it used to be, but forget it. I hate Christmas. I hate all of you. And I'm also joined by Josh. What's up? MC Miles in the house. Whoop, whoop. I was dancing to that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and what do we got here? We got Mr. Chris. Ayo. Hey, yo, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> we have quite a few uh, points of order before we start talking about the movie that we're doing. First one. What's that smell? What's that smell? It's the smell of all three of us having mustaches is what it is. (laughs) The sexual energy of this podcast right now. (laughs) Think of a Tyrannosaurus Rex dry humping a bull shark. And that's what that's where we're at right now. We're approaching critical levels. (laughs) So uh, we decided to try and steal Chris's thunder by each of us shaving mustaches. And uh, I think we can agree. Chris's is the worst. Yep, we didn't try. We succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder stolen, my friend. You are no longer worthy. I think we could agree. It's like, when the fuck did I agree to this? <laughs> You've been outvoted. I look very much like Mario. <laughs> but I'm loving I thought I would hate it. I'm fucking, I'm like, I could rock this. I got the fucking Commissioner Gordon going on here. Bro, people on the street are, like, turning their head at you and shit, Josh. <laughs> They're like, who is that man? Yeah. Ooh. I, get, I bet I'm getting a lot of that from a distance. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait to shave this fucking thing off. So. <laughs> what? No. You can see through it. It's not great. <laughs> you need to get cut your hair, and then you'll... Then you'll It'll be rocking out there better. Miles sent us a picture where he straight up looks like fucking James Dean. He's got yeah. like a cig in his mouth with a white t-shirt on. It's like, dude, lock your daughters up. It was yeah. it was all in the production of it. See, I was laying in bed and uh, Josh decided to shave his into a mustache and he, he messaged me. And he goes, you need to do it too. And I was like, fuck. So I got out of bed and I shaved it into a mustache and I was like, well, I can't just take a picture of myself in the mirror. So I got my leather jacket and my white t-shirt on and shit. (laughs) And uh, I didn't wear pants for the picture, but you can't tell. Dude. Okay. That reminds me again, tangentially. I'm not sure if we said this on the podcast and obviously if you don't want it, Miles, we can always scrub this out. But can you please tell the story of your grandmother's final wish? Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, my grandma, about three years ago, she passed away. And one of the last things... R.I.P. Grandma. R.I.P. Grandma. Uh, one of the last things she said to me was, Miles, you have to do something about those sideburns. They are awful. And I said, okay. Didn't do anything about them. But for this mustache <laughs> contest, I shave them bitches off. Just for the joy of everyone on this call. I mean, one of you guys should probably screenshot the fact that we all have mustaches right now. Anyway. Yep. So that was uh, my grandma's dying wish. I didn't fulfill, but I fulfilled it for you guys. 
You did now. Now you can rest, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Your unfinished business is over. I was wondering why there were so few ghosts in here lately. It all makes sense now. Miles has gifted you the entrance to the other world. (laughs) (laughs) The purgatory is over. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I love you, Grandma. I'm sorry. This is how it's happening. Oh my god. When you... I just kissed my fingers double style and then pointed them to the sky. <laughs> pour, everybody out there listening, pour one out for Grandma and for yeah. Miles' sideburns. And they both rest in peace. Now we got we got slasher stashes, though. We all look like uh, Dewey from Scream. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Happy uh, Krampusnacht. Krampus Happy Krampusnacht. Which is... Krampusnacht. 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 So it is Krampus night right now, and not because we watched the movie Krampus, but because it's actually Krampus night, December 5th, when we are yeah. recording this. Total coincidence. We did not plan this. We were supposed to record this on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and my mom messaged me. She goes, hey, it's it's Krampusnacht. And I was like, what does that mean? She goes, in my household, because my grandpa was from Austria, they'd celebrate this day where they just kind of reflect on their year. And uh, my mom, when she'd go to bed, she knew if she woke up with an orange orange in her room that meant that krampus came and he deemed that he didn't want to eat her pretty sure that's not the way the lore works but that was how they celebrated in her house so it's krampus knocked no the lore is totally super tame compared to this yeah (laughs) it's like the the lore is like he comes along with santa and if you've been naughty he just kind of like gives you a few slaps with some reeds And this movie is completely like just a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but hold the phone here. You're burying that lead. Your grandpa is from Austria? He was, Is he yeah. still with us? No, he's uh, gone? He, he died last year, yeah. Did he uh, sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Before he died, he asked... <laughs> he before... had sideburns like I did, so... Did he sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Answer the question. Uh, he did not sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a very soft-spoken German-voiced man. He had a German accent, but he was very soft-spoken. And, um, yeah, he uh, he celebrated Krampus. And do you ever see the movie Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Uh, you know how they, ha- in the commercials at least, they have uh, two kids. One of them's hold- they're holding up a bazooka and one kid shoots it. Yes. That that was my grandpa's job in the Nazi army when he was a child. Was he Jesus. would be on the front end of a bazooka and his friend would hold it up in the back and they'd shoot at tanks. And that was uh that's my grandpa's history. Was Your he grandfather was a Hitler's youth? He was in fact in the Hitler's youth, yep. So I descend from Nazis. He's an Austrian death machine. He's an Austrian death machine. Oh my god, I never put that together. He really is an Austrian death <laughs> Fuck machine. Yeah. I mean, that's horrible. But... Holy shit. It, it's very horrible, but now I descend from an Austrian death machine. So, yeah, we uh, if you haven't gathered it yet, it is pretty clear from the mustaches and all the talk up to this point that we are talking Krampus 2015 by Michael Daughtry. Uh, overarching thoughts. What, what did you guys feel like going into this? So I had seen this before, but I don't ever think I got to the finale or maybe I did, but I just kind of lost interest towards the part with the elves. We call that Chris style. <laughs> That's Chris style watching I mean, the movie. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I do not like this film. Point blank. I don't. I thought it had some all right parts. Uh, I really like the Krampus design. But I was just like, this movie is not great. But I've watched it multiple times. I think this is the third time that I've seen it. So, you know, it's not like terrible. But I just, I don't know. I felt I felt like Krampus. It's like some of the comedic stuff that they interject in it, like the fucking gingerbread men. <laughs> and like and like I actually really like that one crazy ass, like long uh what is it, like a giant toy thing that like swallows the children. The jack in a box. Yeah, that thing is fucking crazy. That is an awesome monster design. But some of it I'm just like, why is this what like why? 
Plus, I kind of hate all the characters in this movie, except for <laughs> except for the main kid, Max. But everyone else is an asshole. This is the only movie this month for the three horror movies we're doing in a row here that are all Christmas that we've all seen before. Mm-hmm. I had never seen Black Christmas, and I don't think Chris, you haven't seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. Mm-hmm. And the first, I watched this when it came out on DVD, and I remember not liking it at all <laughs> and i think that's because they added i feel like they advertised it more as a horror comedy and rewatching it again i do, i've heard people still call it a horror comedy i don't really think it's a horror comedy like there are some laughable moments but i'm not sure they're supposed to be funny i think everyone just kind of thought that because it has david keckner and adam scott in it that it was going to be funny so i liked it better than the first time i watched it but yeah i'm with it's still not it's not a good movie like i think it's kind of got this lore behind it kind of how i feel like trick-or-treat has a lore behind it well it's everyone's like trick-or-treat is awesome i'm like "Uh, it's fine i don't think it's amazing and i don't think this movie's amazing either. it's funny you bring up trick-or-treat because this is the same director oh is it yeah he also did um he also did godzilla king of the monsters oh i do like that one and he's working with danny mcbride and some other people I haven't heard of, Jody Hill, Brandon James, and Roy Lee, and they're going to be doing the Hellraiser TV show on HBO. Oh, interesting. Oh. I thought for sure you were going to be like, his next movie is going to be a Thanksgiving-themed horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he also co-wrote X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, oh okay. That's not a bright spot. <laughs> yeah. Right. That movie could be worse, but it's definitely not good. But It's uh, no this... it's no Dark Phoenix. It's not, <laughs> no. it's not a Steve Pile of shit. <laughs> Still, I have to see that. I have to see it just to see how bad oh, it is. Oh, God. Whew, it's something. Ugh. Anyway, so this is my first time beginning to end watching this movie because the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. So it tells you the real quality of this movie, but I uh, I literally had to turn my phone off because I just kept fidgeting because like there are long periods of time where nothing happens in this movie. But mm-hmm. I thought this movie was fucking hilarious. I was laughing my ass off during this movie, and I was like, "How uh, you guys don't think this is a comedy? This is a comedy through and through with a few horror." Elements elements but let's get into it i think it's a comedy i think it's got a lot especially in a lot of the dialogue earlier in the film um it's a lot of it's like very comedic like even the intro scene (laughs) just like (laughs) yeah there are there are elements but i don't i think it's like it's too dark to be a comedy because all of like i've i've had a realization rewatching this because i've had this problem with other movies is you can have irredeemable characters in your movie and have it be like, wow, that person's a piece of shit. But pretty much everybody in this movie is irredeemable. Yeah. And then the ones that aren't, aren't by like a long shot. But then they still wind up being irredeemable at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, So it it, it is, uh, it's hard to cheer for people that you don't care about because they're jerks. <laughs> I can see that. So this movie starts off with a Frosty Universal Studios logo, and it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas as the doors open on Black Friday, and there's just intense rioting and violence with all this happy music in the background. (laughs) I like the zoom in on the kid who's just crying under the Christmas (laughs) I like Um, the two security guards that were laughing as they tasered people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, I like everything I've seen Adam Scott in and Tony Collette, who are the two parents of the kids. Mm-hmm. Every movie I've seen them in, I've loved. Like, I feel like Adam Scott has the chops to be both comedic and a serious actor. And Tony Collette is on her way to becoming my favorite actress in general. She's fucking awesome. What do you guys think of them? I think they're both fantastic. Tony Collette, obviously, if you've listened to any of our other episodes, she's the leading lady in Hereditary. And like she does really well in this film as well. Like I will say the the strong suit of this film is Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and then um who's Todd Packer? David <laughs> David Keckner, yeah. David Ketchner, yeah. Those three I think really carry this film. Um and Rosie. I like Aunt Rosie too, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite um, character is Omi. Which one's Omi about? the shit? The old the grandma. Oh yeah, <laughs> she is pretty great too. 
Okay, so uh, their son, what is his name again? Is like Sam or something? The little boy is named Max. Max. So Max drop kicks a bully into the manger, and the parents have to break <laughs> it up. But they uh, they're not mad. They like bring him home, and he's like, "I just want Christmas spirit, god damn it!" And uh, everyone else is pretty much like, "Ain't no Christmas here," as they are preparing to have the whole family over for Christmas. There's a German grandma there who is Omi, and she basically tells uh, the kid, like, Santa is who you make him to be. You need to have the holiday spirit, essentially. And uh, Now, Miles, as being of Nazi origin, did you need the subtitles for the strong German in this movie? (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know, I was thinking about it the whole time, and I was like, I was not raised by him. He didn't speak German around me very much, so... I did, in fact, need the subtitles for this movie. <laughs> I doubt that. Krampusnacht. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so family's coming, and Tony Collette puts up a picture of everybody with Santa, and there's a horny Santa picture where he's staring at the teenage girl's ass. I thought that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> And then it's the aunt, the uncle, and the cousins come and... (laughs) Merry Christmas, girls! Come on in! Don't you look cute in your matching jackets? They're just a little cranky because the Steelers lost, so... And then, uh, so there are... Are there two mouth breather boys or just one mouth breather boy? There's two girls that look like boys and a boy. (laughs) Yeah. Howie And then a little baby girl. Gotcha. Yes, they forget the baby girl in the car. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that part was funny. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's freaking freezing outside, and they leave the baby in the car? Like, these fucking people. In a Hummer that has a shotgun in the back. <laughs> yep, it's, uh, so, what's his name? Is Howie? Uncle Howie. He comes in, and he's basically like, I drive a Hummer. It shakes the whole house as he comes up. <laughs> and, uh, he's, uh, he comes in, and he's just like, the ultimate right-wing asshole like i got guns i got a hummer my kids drinking mountain dew and he's gonna be huge for football and um what did you say that actor's name was david keckner david keckner that dude's hilarious i also enjoy everything i see him in yeah he's really trying to think of his name from anchor man champ kind so he shows up and his wife is tony collette's sister and she has a lot of heart she's not very smart but she has a lot of heart she is the most likable member of that section of the family and they bring aunt rosie who is just such a bitch at first and i learned to love her by the end of this movie but she is awful when they first introduce her it's the maid from two and a half men yep <laughs> she's great she actually died recently did you know that oh really no yeah I, didn't know that. I say recently it could have been any time in the last five years for it to be recent for yeah. me but yeah it was not that long ago i was very sad so she comes in and she's making hilarious jokes and it is revealed that the the teenage daughter of tony collette she her boyfriend lives four blocks away and he's got that dope ass bong yeah, he's a uh, he's up no good. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> then it's revealed that uh, the uncle has a shotgun, and Adam Scott doesn't play with guns, but he is a survivalist. And then I wrote that that family all sucks. <laughs> So there's a touching letter to Santa that Max has, and one of the girl-boy cousins takes it and reads it out loud to everybody. And it's touching, but at the, like she's making fun of him. And then at the end, she's, he writes that uh, dad, her dad wishes they were boys, and she gets <laughs> mad. And then there's a fight at the, uh, the table. The teenage daughter was definitely trying to keep Max from like getting in trouble. I liked her a lot. I thought she was like a good stable like baseline for everybody in the family cuz like Yeah, I didn't I didn't really like that she was the first to go cuz I, I I mean she was a little bit of a bitch, but <laughs> I yeah, did like her. It made me sad, but we're pretty close to that already. Um so then like so the dinner happens, everyone is being such a piece of shit to Tony Collette. There's like they got like creme brulee and shit and they're like we can't even pronounce that (laughs) fucking cornish game hens and shit who doesn't make a ham on christmas mouth breeder fat kid is eating a a whole cornish hen at once (laughs) he's got the whole 
whole bird on his fork. <laughs> he also, when he walks in the house, he has a thing of Pringles in the mesh side pocket of his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and he drinks straight from a two liter of Mountain Dew, and his dad is proud of him. How do you not think this movie is a comedy? This is 100% a comedy. <laughs> it's It definitely starts as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought you guys might like a break from macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. Yeah, okay. Well, you were wrong. And who doesn't make a ham at Christmas? What are you now, a Jew? It is officially the 23rd, which you can see from a satanic advent calendar that gets opened up. And it looks like there's a picture of a baby doll in it, which we will later figure out what kind of monster it was. And then there's a big old snowstorm and all the power goes out. And there's a bunch of snowmen that are built in the yard with no explanation. Well, it's because little dude Max tore his, tore his letter up. That's right. Threw oh. it out the window. Yes, yeah, sorry. So Adam Scott like, does... Fuck Santa and fuck Christmas. <laughs> yes, Adam Scott's like, hey, just because we share DNA with these people doesn't, like, that's not the only reason you have to love them, because they're your family and you have to learn to love people on Christmas. And then he gets pissed off and he rips up his letter to Santa and Krampus gets cranky. Yeah. Um, Which I don't, I don't feel like that's an acceptable enough excuse to summon... <laughs> demon santa claus because you have a bad family and you originally were going to wish good tidings to them anyways but then you just decided to say nothing at all and that is a mark of having your entire family murdered it's because he lost the christmas spirit is what it is it was an emotional yeah he i guess he also was like i hate you and i wish that you i don't even know if he said wish you didn't exist or some shit but yeah, it's uh, it's bad. <laughs> I did think it was kind of sweet that at the end of Max's letter, it was like he was even like thinking about his uncle and his aunt and like, you know, his extended family. And then the girls get mad and they're like, our dad did not does not want us to be boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, so then there's a bang on the door. This male guy is there, and he gives them a package, but there's also a giant red bag full of packages on their porch, and it looks pretty fucking heavy as they carry it into the house. The teenage girl is like, maybe other houses have power down the street? My boyfriend lives four blocks away. I'm going to go and see what's up with him. And they're like, you have one hour to figure that out. So sister goes out into the darkness, and it is weirdly dark. Oh, and grandma makes everybody hot chocolate over the fire, which was pretty nice. So then, as she's running around outside, Krampus is stalking her from rooftops. (laughs) Thought that was a pretty cool monster introduction. Yeah, that's this is my favorite scene in the movie. Like he is menacing and he's like you said jumping from rooftop to rooftop and you just see his massive girthiness, his belly that jiggles like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> and uh I I did really like this scene. Um I felt like this was the actual like scariest part of the film and like from this point on I don't feel like it's scary like at all. Um there is the scene where the thing is eating the kid is pretty disturbing to watch. But outside of that, it's it, it's more it becomes like a lot more of a, you know, kind of campy horror flick. Yeah, I really I like this scene a lot. And I kind of wish the whole movie was this like, yes, I don't think he needed minions. I wanted I wanted Krampus to be terrorizing people the entire time. I totally agree. Because I don't, I don't really like a lot of his minions besides the teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the minions. So uh, she's running away from Krampus. She gets up to the postal man's like van, and he is frozen solid inside of it, dead. So she crawls underneath of it. Krampus clearly knows she's there. He drops a little uh, music box down, and when the music box pops open, it's pretty clear whatever's under there gets the teenage girl, which made me sad. I was like, whoa. I can't believe she was the first one to go. She was actually kind of cool. Krampus got hooves. Hey, does Krampus got hooves. (laughs) I do like the practical effect element. The fact that they use a lot of practical effects is really cool, but there are just certain designs I don't like. I don't like Krampus's face. I don't like that it's like just a weird old dude face. 
I wanted a monster. <laughs> there was a Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, which was Krampus themed. They had like a whole big haunted house, and I think they had legit had like all the props from this movie. And I wanted to go so bad because it looked scary as shit. But you know, Krampus is not all that particularly scary in this movie. Is once you see his face, because he has just yeah. like a frozen Santa face. Well, um, I went to that thing a couple months ago. I went to Krampus in July. Did you <laughs> that horror event? Yeah, I saw you pictures of that. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? It was like the big haunted house thing. Yeah, that was all Krampus themed. Yeah, when this movie came out, they made like a point to be like, "Come to Universal and check this shit out." <laughs> then it's been a while. Said so, uh, Adam Scott's like, "Hey, my daughter's like out in this storm." can we take the Hummer and go find her? And he's like, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. So he and the <laughs> uncle go out in the Hummer and start driving around and none of the radio stations work and they find a salt plow. And when they look into it, the keys are in the ignition and something came from outside of the windshield in and grabbed where whoever the driver was. And it's just like stranded essentially. So they get strapped. He's like, how many guns do you have? And he's like, here, take this. And he hands him a revolver. And uh, the uncle has a shotgun. And Adam Scott has a revolver. And he goes, this is kind of heavy. And he goes, it's my wife's. <laughs> they go into the boyfriend's house. And uh, back home, mom and sister are kind of bonding over ornaments. And Krampus shakes the roof of the house. And it's like, whoa, something's going on here. Boyfriend's house has a gingerbread man stabbed into the fridge like Michael Myers style. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, don't forget either when they're when they're driving uh, in Todd Packer's Hummer that he named what is it Lucille Lucinda and he's like global warming my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, So they're into the boyfriend's house and they hear Beth screaming outside. So they they run outside and there's some kind of like snow worm, snow shark. We never see it, but it grabs. Yeah, I was disappointed we never saw that. I wish we had seen some sort of monster. Should have been. Or like the snowman pop up and like grab you. That would have been cool. I was hoping for like some dune level sandworm shit. Just gets bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> as it comes out of the snow. That did not happen. So Uncle gets uh, gets his leg bit, but Adam Scott saves him by shooting it with his revolver. And they go back to the Hummer, and it has been torn to shreds by something that clearly has big old claws. It's on fire. <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> so the Hummer is completely destroyed. And they get back in, and everyone's red-faced, and they're like, something's not right out there. So mom goes to Rosie and says, take the kids into the kitchen and just take care of them. And she's like, why me? And they're like, just please do it. She goes, I don't even like kids. I didn't like kids when I was a kid. And she gets up and she goes, I'm going to show you kids how to make peppermint schnapps. (laughs) (laughs) And she does, and it's hilarious. And uh, at that point, it becomes pretty clear that German grandma knows what's up. This is the part of the movie I found least realistic, is that Adam Scott and uh, Tony Collette just agree that they'll go out and get the daughter later when they're like, it's negative 40 outside. She'll be fine. Like, I feel like they would have put up a bigger fuss about trying to find her, but they, they eventually agree not to go out at the moment. <laughs> The kids are watching a movie on an iPad that is not connected to Wi-Fi because nobody has any fucking power. So they just watch that until it, the battery dies. And the Adam Scott goes, we need to barricade this place. So they get a bunch of lumber out of nowhere and they nail everything <laughs> yeah. shut like it's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, they just forsake the daughter. They're like, good luck. <laughs> we're boarding this bitch up. We couldn't survive out there, but we're, we have faith you'll be fine. And during that, this is the funniest line, one of the funnier lines in the movie. Uh, the uncle's sitting there, his legs all torn up, and he looks at Adam Scott and he goes, I'm sorry to think you were such a spineless dick all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this movie was so funny. Um, I, he should have said something, though. Uh, all he said was, oh, yeah. Like, he should have said, like, I didn't know that you thought that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear that's what he thought. But uh, so the uncle agrees to keep watch, quote unquote, and he passes out and everybody passes out. Tony Collette, 
a freaking out mother is just like nap time. Everybody's asleep. Yeah. Grandma that knows a demon Santa's about to come down the fucking chimney. She's snoozing. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Omi was all about that fire, and then she was like, "Yeah, no, but I'll still go to sleep." <sighs> yeah, it was not great. Um, also, if it's that cold outside, if that fire got low, the whole house would be freezing. Like, they, someone would wake up and be like, "I'm cold," especially a bunch of kids there. Right. Yeah. And the there's a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby ain't sleeping in the night. <laughs> yeah, not when it's that fucking cold. So Grandma, one of the last things she says before she goes to sleep is keep the fire hot. And they don't. So yeah. then we get a, a terrifying <laughs> gingerbread man fishing line comes down the chimney. <laughs> it's got a big It's a giant chain covered, covered in bills with a big hook on the end. <laughs> And, and of course, mouth- fucking mouth breather goes in immediately. Like, oh, this couldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I need to eat this cookie. We've established I'm fat. That means I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it did look banging. That was like a cake cookie. It was like a big, thick boy. I thought that it looked was delicious. Thick. And then it I'm screams that in his sound face. Bite. <laughs> yeah, big, thick boy. Mm. <laughs> He said it clean. Um, he said it clean. You <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, so he bites through it and it like yells in his face and it wraps the chain around him and yanks him up. <laughs> and Tony Collette jumps up and grabs him by the legs and everyone grabs her by the legs and she still loses the kid. So now Tony Collette's real shaken up because she just saw some shit. This scene could have been like legitimately scary had they not added the stupid fucking gingerbread men. Like, or if the if this movie was rated R and that hook had gone up into his fucking underneath his chin, yeah, come out his mouth. <laughs> I I was shocked when this started and it said PG thirteen. I was like, oh really? I don't remember that part. I mean, it could have even like. You know, Krampus is obviously magic. That that chain could have literally like wrapped around someone's foot and just pulled them up, even if they didn't want to go gore gore heavy on it. But I was like, oh my god, the gingerbread men! It like reminded me of like just the like <laughs> trick, in, the inbred cousin of the Stay Puff Marshmallows from Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but it reminded me of the. Full Moon Pictures Ginger Dead Man series. Ginger Dead Man. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, Full Moon Features, please let us talk to you guys on the show. It would be amazing. Uh, did they make Killer Bong? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Evil about Bong, Killer Bong 1, 2, and 3. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Second one's called King Bong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so no bongs at this moment. So mom sees some shit, and grandma, grandma lays, <laughs> grandma lays down some uh, Krampus knowledge in like a pretty cool animation that's like Pixar meets like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation. I thought this scene was pretty well done. But our village had given up on miracles and on each other. They had forgotten the spirit of Christmas, the sacrifice of giving. And my family was no different. Grandma also speaks English out of nowhere. Dude, <laughs> She's been speaking German this entire time. If, if they had leaned in again, like, I, I think that's my biggest issue with this movie is, like, they don't try to make it scary at all. Like, imagine had they done this live action and it was the like a flashback where it's like a little girl in, you know, Austria or whatever, and you, she's just hearing everyone get like torn to shreds, and they wouldn't even have to show a lot. I just feel like it would have, it would have had a more a lot more impact. Now I, I get the nod to like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or you know Frosty, or my favorite, what's the one with Heat Miser and Frost Miser? I hate that one. He's oh, Mr. Ice Christmas. He's yes. Mr. Snow. I freaking love that one. How do you hate that one, Josh? I only remember it from the Batman movie. Yeah, besides the the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser bits, which are just the same song with a couple of word differences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the rest of the movie is fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's like the the year without Santa Claus is what it's called. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about the. Oh my god. We need to do that some year on High on Horror because that shit is terrifying. <laughs> Anyway, um, so the grandma is talking about, she gets animated, they're in, like, claymation mode, and she lived in post-war Germany, which is something that my grandfather experienced, where everyone's fighting over loaves of bread and stuff, so her family lost faith in Christmas, and Krampus came and killed her whole family and gave her a bell, and this bell was to remind the world what happens if everyone loses faith in Christmas. And he winked at her. (laughs) Does Krampus seem like someone that would wink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he he has some weird tender moments in this movie that are all just like, <laughs> tricked you, you bitch. So, <laughs> um, so then uh, Howard's like, fuck this German bitch. I'm going to go out there and find my kid because it, the stakes got real when my kid got involved. And he goes outside and there's a bunch of snowmen and elves that are just like, we're going to get you. So he goes back in and they realize they're in some real shit. And then it's Christmas Eve. Uh, German lady says something and Rosie goes, uh, so basically we're fucked. And grandma's like, yeah. And they're like, how did you know that? She was speaking in German. She goes, I'm old enough to know when life is coming at you with its pants down. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so this is when I started having a really time fo- hard time focusing on the movie. So I literally had to turn my phone off because there's is it's pretty slow at this point. Like easy to be sleepy. Yeah, being kind of being trapped in the house doesn't it doesn't open it up enough. So it, got, it does get a little boring when they're all. It's mostly just them sitting in a room. <laughs> So Aunt Linda hears some gifts moving. She's like, I need to rewrap these. And they start like moving around when she picks them up. She's like, oh, but uh, somebody brings her downstairs. Oh, all the adults have a meeting and they 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 decide that they're going to go and get the snowplow because the keys are still in it. And all together, they're going to like go for help. They will go to the police station, to the school, wherever they need to go to see if they can find other people. The girl cousins go upstairs to go to the bathroom, and they get lured into the attic by the sound of Beth. I think her name was Beth, the, the teenage girl. And so they go upstairs into the attic, and they everyone hears them screaming. And Tony Collette looks at Rosie, and she goes, You let them go to the bathroom? And she goes, I didn't know there was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird that she asked that. It's like, they're like 13 years old, and that like, you gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> right? She's, I didn't know there was another option. <laughs> Fucking killed me. Um, so the attic is all frozen when the grown-ups get up there. Um, Uncle stays downstairs, but Adam and Tony Collette and the Aunt uh, Aunt Linda all go up, and there's, like, ice everywhere, and they see the, like, the, what, the giant jack-in-the-box anaconda meets predator monster eating her children <laughs> oh come on it's somehow grown in size <laughs> now it's enormous it was feasting on the souls it mouth opens up like monster. a vampire from blade 2 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this definitely is my favorite uh monster design outside of actually krampus um I just thought the way that his mouth opens up is horrifying. It was very scary, very Predator-esque, and he's eating kids whole. And Reminds uh, me of an elite from Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah one, one, very one. much so. <laughs> and that's when an angel treetopper comes down from the <laughs> ceiling and attacks Tony Collette. And I'm laughing my ass off because this thing looks hilarious. And meanwhile, it's like downstairs... a crazy angel owl. Yeah, because <laughs> like wings are flapping around, <laughs> feathers flying and shit. And meanwhile, downstairs, the gingerbread men, a whole bunch of them, are attacking the uncle, shooting a nail gun at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he He's... takes like three to the back of the knee. That would suck so much. 
and he's blocking them with a, a like the cutting board. So he's shooting at them with a shotgun, and an evil teddy bear pops up, and an evil robot pop up, and they just start attacking all the adults in the attic. Josh, what did you think bear. of this teddy bear? Teddy bear is horrifying. <laughs> he's got like razor sharp teeth. And he gets stabbed in the eye and green shit squirts out. <laughs> <laughs> he was savage as fuck. I loved him. He was biting the shit out of the aunt's arm. <laughs> she sees that her one of her daughters is still fighting her way out of the jack-in-the-box. And she goes Hulk mode, mama bear, incoming. So she pulls an icicle off the ceiling and stabs the bear in the eye. And she picks up an axe and fucking whomps on the angel. <laughs> And chases the the jack in the box like into the vents, or does she she gets her daughter out of its mouth? No, one of her other daughters is on the floor. That's what it was. She she recovers one of her daughters, and uh, so she has one of her daughters. The jack in the box is trying to crawl away. Something happens to the robot. I don't remember what, but downstairs, how Howard... she axes it. <laughs> If she does, she gets the robot with the axe too. Yeah, she's on an okay. axe spree. She's great. Oh, I love it. Which might be a nod to Silent Night, Deadly Night, because that's kind of an axe murder movie. At least the seventies one was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then downstairs in the kitchen, uh, oh, the Howard is blasting him with the shotgun, and he shoots a lantern, which explodes and lights them on fire. And uh, one of them is still coming at him on fire, and the dog <laughs> comes up and just munches him, and it's hilarious. I did like the the graphic of him in slow mo, on fire, screaming, and holding a sharpened candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone my entire life and never seen that shit ever and been so happy for it. I was like, this is just, <laughs> it's like, I get that they're leaning into it being like campy and ridiculous, but I'm just like, ugh, I don't, I, I did not have the same reaction as you, unfortunately, Miles. Yeah, I didn't, they didn't really need to be all like Christmas themed. Like it was all like, he's just supposed to be a Christmas demon. He's not supposed to be like the opposite of Santa Claus. Where he has all of Santa's stuff, it's just demonic. <laughs> it's like, give me some actual fucking demons or something, or like, I don't know, shadow I'll say, monsters. I'll, I'll say this: I kind of, I kind of did like the elves. I thought the elves were pretty cool designed. Oh really? The elves but is they the were, one I hated the most. <laughs> but they're so minimally in it, and they don't actually do anything cool outside of like squat up in their living room and then dip. I don't know the the, the fucking the gingerbread man. It's like, no, not the buttons. Not my gumdrop <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Reminded me of Shrek so bad. I thought it was so funny. The Muffin Man. <laughs> the Muffin Man. I love it. The, the gingerbread men are murdered and everyone comes down from the attic and he's like, I just got my ass kicked by a bunch of gingerbread men. And uh, <laughs> Jack in the Box is crawling around in the vents at this point. Yeah, and... by the way, I found the name. It's listed as Der Clown. <laughs> Der Clown? Der Clown. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that means the clown in German. <laughs> oh, Right. I told I told you it was in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rosie's the dog. I don't know what the aunt's name is, but apparently Rosie's the dog. So they go, go get him, Rosie. And Rosie aunt goes Dorothy. into the vents. Dorothy, uh, Aunt Dorothy, okay. Uh, so the dog goes into the vents, somehow gets into the ceiling and fights with Dirk Clown. And they just thought she was going to win, I guess. She didn't. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> then the clown falls through the ceiling and he also has with him the fucking angel tree topper and the bear again <laughs> you thought they were dead they're back and, and then um, it turns out aunt dorothy is a fucking killer shot yeah she fucking ices the teddy bear first and i think she even gets the angel right <laughs> yeah she splatters it into yes. the christmas reef <laughs> This movie's so stupid and funny. Um, and then they're like, yeah, Dorothy, finish it with pleasure. And then they hear a sound, and the grandma goes, Oh, the elves. And these elves come busting in like the Kool Aid man. 
Uh, and these are the things you liked best, Chris? No, no, no. I thought they were a cool design, though. Like, I thought their actual aesthetic was cool, but no. They're, the, the only thing that I liked best about this movie was Krampus taking the, the teenage daughter in the beginning. The rest, I was like, eh, whatever. But, like, I will say that, like, in terms of making elves kind of spooky, I thought that they at least did a good job in, like, because their masks, like, they kind of remind me of those, like, um, like the classical th- uh, theater masks. To, oh, yeah. Like, you know, and, masks. Yeah, and uh, I, I thought they, I thought those were pretty cool. But again, like, they don't really do anything except for Ty... Yeah tie Aunt Dorothy up and send her away. They leaned... This is where... This is where I wish they leaned into the Christmas aesthetic. Like, I wish those were, like, zombie Santa elves. Like, they still look like elves, but they were undead or something. They didn't really, like... Besides the fact that they were short, they didn't look anything like elves to me, besides the fact that they told us they were elves. <laughs> they didn't have pointy ears. They, like, it was they were just little people in masks. <laughs> Right, and then they run away when they hear Krampus coming. It's like, don't you work for him? You you hang out with him later. Why are you running away when Krampus shows up? <laughs> so, like, jumping ahead for a second, I had a question. So, that like, there's a scene later on when they're actually outside. Does Krampus eat one of the elves while he's in, you know, Tremors, like, earthworm mode under the snow? Because, like, one falls into the snow and then gets, like, sucked down. I'm wondering if that's just supposed to be, like... The snow is killing people. Like, the snow is alive. That's why you never see whatever the monster is. But yeah, it totally eats one of the fucking elves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, So, everyone gets their shit together and they're like, we gotta get out of this fucking place. Because the elves take the aunt and they take the -the jack-in-the-box. So, Aunt Linda jumps on there and she's gone. And uh, Howard's gone. And it's basically Adam Scott his son, one of the girls, and his wife. And they're like, get the fuck out of here! And Grandma stays behind because she wants yeah. to face off with Krampus. Yeah, gr- Grandma pulls the Jamie Lee Curtis move. She thinks she needs to fucking go toe-to-toe, mano-mano with the fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Krampus comes down the chimney and he, like, blows the chimney apart because he's so big. Could have just come in through the big hole that the elves made, but whatever, it's cooler this way. And, I uh, love I love this whole scene up until you see his face. Like the way he comes out of the chimney is really cool. His hands are awesome. I love his whole like size and demeanor. Like I would have even been okay with never seeing his face or just seeing like a beard and like glowing eyes or something. But the fact that he just has like a distorted Santa face and fucked up eyes is not it it ruins the whole aesthetic. What's he have horns for? Like I want a goat monster. <laughs> Yeah, he's got horns and hooves, but that's about it. And his mouth is always open. Yeah, his mouth doesn't move, which makes it look like shit. Yeah, he doesn't talk. That was definitely a bold choice, but I imagine they couldn't come up with a scary voice like that wasn't just funny, you know? Well, he could have been like Black Phillip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> taste, taste of butter. <laughs> I didn't mind that he didn't talk. Like, there's something to be said about a you know a horror movie monster or killer just like being silent and menacing. But it was like, I, I think part of the, the issue I had with this movie is like there were times where it was supposed to be intimidating and scary, and then there were times where it was just completely ridiculous off the wall. And like it never like they were kind of like jumping around in terms of like the. Uh, the vibe of the film so much that like at no point could I like commit to being like, okay, this is a horror movie or okay, this is a comedy movie. It was just like, and and that's more of a personal preference for myself. Like I don't like things that have their toes in like two different, two different pools, so to speak. Um, that's like part of the reason why I wasn't really into the boys when I first watched it. And like, same thing with like good omens on Amazon prime. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I definitely think that, from afar, like they would have probably benefited to like having Krampus not be shown until like the final shot of the film, where like a face shot of him until like the very, very end. Yeah, because once they show it, they just keep showing it. <laughs> and the fact that his mouth is just a gape and not moving. There's that one part where he has the venom tongue that <laughs> comes out of his mouth and tries to lick <laughs> grandma. <laughs> yeah, imagine how bad dad mouth he must have. 
You know what I mean? All dads have that dry mouth, nasty smell after a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to mention? When the fucking tree topper is playing, you know, uh, French Kiss with uh, Tony Collette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we he totally also forgot. Had also had yeah. the venom tongue, yeah. Adam Scott guides his family outside and Snowworm is coming for him. So he sacrifices himself to shoot at it and it, of course it grabs him. Mom puts the two kids in the snowplow and is just like, I love you. Bye. And then she gets snatched by the snowworm. I love you. And the cousins are like, get the car going. And he's like, I don't know how to drive stick. They're 13 years old at most. <laughs> you should have said, I don't know how to drive shit because he right. doesn't know how to drive automatic either. <laughs> so the, uh, the elves come and they start to snatch him. And one elf falls in the snow and gets eaten up. Krampus gives the main kid a bell, just like he gave his grandma. Just to remind him, this is what's going down here. Like, this is, don't forget, Christmas spirit's important. You left me as a reminder of what happens when hope is lost. Yeah, it's basically you're a good person, but you, like, you fell off of, like, you fell out of line. So I took everything from you to remind you to be, like, appreciative. (laughs) And it's it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've been wanting uh Bell Bell I was looking for Bell Snickel from uh Dwight Schrute from the office. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been impish or admirable? <laughs> oh, Bell Schnickel. <laughs> So the kid basically just follows Krampus back to the sleigh from hell. And uh, they're about to throw his cousin into a, a pit of death. And he goes, take me instead. And he throws the bell back at him. And he's crying. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And Krampus wipes away his tear. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. And he throws them both into the, the hell pit. Okay, one one thing that I forgot to mention that I that I did like, uh, and it just kind of came up in my mind was um, when Ami goes toe to toe with Krampus. I did think the scene where he actually came down the chimney was pretty intimidating, and I liked like the effects of that and everything. When like the the chimney itself, like the mantelpiece, was cracking open and stuff, and then he like sticks his hands out and pulls himself out. I thought that scene was pretty rad. I know I'm backtracking a little bit, but I wanted <laughs> to throw that out there. Yeah, and like like Josh said, like when you finally see his face, it's not as rewarding as you might expect. Mm-hmm. He should they should have given him fangs. Fangs would have been cool. Also, make his fucking mouth move. Like you made the teddy mm-hmm. bear's mouth move. <laughs> Some Five Nights at Freddy shit. I know the like Krampus is not supposed to be like an irredeemable thing though like he is supposed to have like have a purpose and the purpose was to make the kid understand he did something like he shouldn't have done what he did but even when he like has that revelation and is like i know like i just want everything to be the way it used to be like and then saint krampus is all like oh why do you cry (laughs) and then he fucking throws him down in the pit anyways (laughs) like what the fuck So also I was thinking about this and it it was kind of like a laugh out loud moment in the film for me when Tony Collette's character actually does die. It seems like it's supposed to be this big dramatic thing right before she gets sucked down, but it happens in literally four seconds. She's like, I love you. Boom, gone. And there's like not even time to process that she died. So it's like, how am I supposed to be mourning this character at all? Because she just literally was gone in a flash and there, and then like, Oh, there's another character that just dies 10 seconds later. <laughs> That's how I feel about the, the show Invincible. It's like they get you invested in all these characters and then it's just like, poof, they're gone. He just killed him. They're dead. Oh, there goes another one. Like you get all excited about shit and it, there's just no ceremony to deaths of characters at all. And that this movie was like that in that Tony Collette, we were getting more and more invested in her. And then she's just poof gone. Also, how did the fire that breaks out uh, in the house? I know I keep backtracking, but how did the fire that breaks out in the house, not burn up the fucking packages that had the demonic toys in them. It just burned all of the good shit that they had. <laughs> it was all a ploy. It's like, like, you would think like that fire went the fuck off in this yet every demonic toy just was unscathed. 
I would have been happier with Krampus goes to throw the boy in the pit and Santa Claus shows up and fucking is like, <laughs> bow, <laughs> bow down, and motherfucker. And then they battle. Yeah, I take that shit. I saw a clip yesterday from a movie. There's another, there's like a, a, I think it's called like Nightmares of Christmas or something. And Santa, I saw a clip, Santa fought the fucking Krampus. <laughs> That would have been that would have made this an officially bad, bad, bad movie. Like up to this I point, think that's I was, a better ending than the one we get. I don't know. I kinda like the ending. So uh the kid when he hits he lands in the flames like Gollum does in Lord of the Rings, uh <laughs> he wakes up and it's Christmas morning and everything seems fine, everyone's hanging out. The aunt is like, I haven't been this hungover since the Pope died. Another hilarious line. And uh, they have a nice Christmas until he unwraps the bell and uh, everyone hears all of the events of the movie and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, and they realize that they're trapped in a Christmas ball. Krampus came not to reward, but to punish, not to give, but to take. Yeah, I don't like that part. You didn't like it? No, he I should would... have unwrapped the bell and it should have cut to black. Like, so you were just like, oh, he, like, that did happen, but he reversed it and here's your bell to be like, don't fuck up. <laughs> like, don't do that shit again. Not, you're trapped in some sort of purgatory. Like, none of them did anything wrong enough to deserve <laughs> <laughs> their fucking fate. Like, <laughs> when, when Max falls in Gollum style, it would have been, if they were going to have Krampus say anything the whole movie, it would have been awesome if he was just like, naughty. <laughs> and he just fucking falls into his doom. It's like literal hell. I'm kind of just like in the middle on the ending. I thought it was kind of cool. You know, you got like a little Men in Black outro situation going on. But I really at that point couldn't have given two shits. Like I was just like, I honestly, it, like the world's probably better off with that family just being stuck in fucking purgatory <laughs> snow globe. even if he had unwrapped the bell and then it zoomed out and he was like staring like oh shit but the rest of the family was still acting completely normal and then you just cut it like I would have I would have taken that like he's the only one who remembered all this horrific shit that happened I liked that it was like Krampus is a serial killer and he takes his little trophies from everybody that he fucks up here's the question what did the UPS guy do wrong like, why is he out there killing all these other households of people? They're not in snow globes. I don't know. I mean, he killed the boyfriend, too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, how far does that snow globe extend? What, do you take the whole town? Like, nobody's going to be like, nobody's gonna be suspicious? I want a, I want a, a prequel Krampus film called Rowan, Krampus Roanoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the lost colony of Roanoke gets fucking taken by Krampus. <laughs> Krampus Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are two sequels to this movie that were like straight to DVD shits. Well, I think what happened there was they were released at like the same time and people were trying to like capitalize on it because Krampus like became like a free use thing. Like there wasn't a Krampus movie forever because it was like the the rights were belonged to somebody, but then it became open property, and then the fucking everyone jumped on it. I see, yeah, because I know there is a Krampus movie on Netflix, but it's not the Krampus movie. Yeah, the movie I was referring to is called A Christmas Horror Story, and Krampus fighting Santa is the cover of the movie. <laughs> that Holy sounds like a shit. winner. Yeah, he look he looks like a frost giant. I'm reading on Wikipedia here, and apparently the voices of the gingerbread men were Seth Green as Gingerman Lumpy, Breen Burns, who I guess did the voice work for Invader Zim, as Gingerman Dumpy, and Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty, uh, who played Gingerman Clumpy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fun yeah. little nods to famous voice actors. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we, uh, we've established what our opinions in general are of this movie. What is our rating system for this one? Are we talking uh, Angry Teddy Bears or Krampus, Krampus Bells? Bobbles, yeah, or Bells, yeah. I was thinking about Gingerbread Man on a hook. <laughs> yeah, Gingerbread Hooks. Fuck it, let's do Gingerbread Hooks. Chris, 
since you seem to most adamantly against this, how many gingerbread hooks would you give this one? I would give this a solid one and a half gingerbread hooks. I would not recommend this movie to people to watch. Uh, it, it like if you're cool with super campy kind of ridiculous holiday themed horror, fine. But like again, my biggest thing was there wasn't a lot of horror to it. It wasn't very graphic. Um, the strong strong part was definitely the acting. Um, but I just hated the characters so much that I just really didn't care if any of them survived and their deaths weren't brutal enough to, for me to be like, hell yeah. Yeah. I'll give it, uh, I'll give it 2.5 ginger man hooks. It's well made. It's well written. Like it's, it's well shot. It's not like a, it is well made. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. There's just elements of it. Yeah. Like the people I don't give a shit about. I did like Adam Scott more this time around. The first time I was like, hey, he's not that great of a dad. And this time I was like, oh, he tried a little bit. Yeah, it's just, it's it's nothing mind-blowing. And I feel like people talk about it like it is now. <laughs> I think oh it's fine. God. Like, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's worth repeat viewings. I agree. I would give this 2.5 also. As much as I, like, enjoyed sitting through it and watching it and I found it very funny, it's not a horror movie, in my opinion, at all. Like, it was all mm-hmm. funny to me, except the, the Jack in the Box was kind of scary. Otherwise, it was all <laughs> funny. So, like, it, it's not something I would be like, boy, this is a must-watch. Must I feel like I might have enjoyed Black Christmas a little bit more. I definitely did, but you know that's a guilty pleasure flick for me. I like I don't know. The pacing on this was just kind of weird too. Like it was like well, but I I'll give what Josh was saying. Uh, like I totally agree that it was like the production was good. You know, they had some good actors and it did have some genuinely funny parts in it, but as a whole, I was like, eh, definitely not. I definitely will not be watching this next Christmas, that's for sure. I concur. You know what? I'm sad, guys. Why are you sad, sad Miles? Miles. <laughs> oh, that's a good, good question. I'm sad because I don't have any high on horror merch under my Christmas tree. Oh. Uh, uh, well, that can be remedied. Have you been naughty? You know it, big boy. <laughs> Do you like butter? That mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache got me feeling naughty. <laughs> So uh, I believe it's, is it h on hpod.threadless.com? Is that what it is? Yeah, throw that on your Christmas wish list and send it to Santa. Yeah, you can get yeah. some uh, some good shirts. I'm working on making one right now, and here's your hint. She's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, climb down your chimney and hand deliver it in the middle of the night, all three of us. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a Christmas miracle right there. <laughs> yeah, our sacks are full of things you're going to love. <laughs> <laughs> that chimney's going to be cracking open like when Krampus came down. <laughs> Hell yeah. So there's that. And we also have our social medias. You can go on all of them, H on H pod. And you'll find us. And uh, we have a really good time on there. I know that some people are a little more active on social media than I am, but I'm in charge of Facebook, so no one gives a shit about what I'm in charge of. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Miles is actively marketing to our boomer boomer squad out there. Also, Miles, can you tell them what Facebook group you just joined to market our holiday theme? Oh, I just joined a whole bunch of them. I joined uh, Black Women Who Love Christmas Decor. I thought that was a good one to join. <laughs> Black Women Who Love Christmas Hallmark Movies. I joined that one as well. Uh, I, I think one of them denied me, though, and it felt like blatant racism. But... <laughs> I told Miles that he should advertise our Black Christmas episode in the Black (laughs) Women Who Love Christmas. The reason I found this is because I typed in Black Christmas in the search bar. They were the top two results. (laughs) (laughs) I got a Black Christmas for you, ladies. Um, so do you guys want to report our, uh, our specific shows, the, all of our socials on those? Find the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast, anywhere podcasts are found. You can follow us on 
Twitter, FMBN Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. What about you, Chris? You can find my show, Geek Peak, at, on Twitter and Instagram, at Geek Peak Pod. We also have a Facebook group, and our website is geekpeakpod.com, and that has links to everything if you are feeling lazy and not wanting to type as much. I uh, My show is called The Disc Dump, where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide if we're going to keep the disc or if we're going to dump it. Uh, and if you type in disc with a C, you'll find me. Just type in disc dump. You'll find me. Miles just speed ran that mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> I say it a lot. I say it a fucking lot. So Don't forget the PP. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. Just not pot. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, everybody. Um, well, I hope you're enjoying your holiday season. And just remember that life's tough, so why not get high on horror? <laughs> Smoke weed every day.